Jesus said that if you want to experience the kingdom of God, you have to become like a child. You have to be childlike, but not childish. Hey, it's good to be together with you again, worshiping the Lord and learning from His Word. I trust you're enjoying this service and that you will be edified by the message this morning. If this message is a blessing to you, please like it and share it. It is so easy to spread the good news today. People spread all sorts of uh, useless posts. Why don't you spread something that can be a blessing to someone and bring them closer to the Lord? At the end of the message, we will be having communion. So please have your bread and grape juice ready. Our text this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus told his disciples that unless you become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. But these were not just random words. They were said in the context of a conversation. So let us read it. Matthew chapter 18 verses 1 to 6. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? (laughs) Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. (laughs) So this conversation was about who would be the greatest in the kingdom of God. You see, the followers of Jesus, um, to them, the kingdom of God meant a physical kingdom in that time. In their mind, Jesus would overthrow the Roman government and establish his own kingdom with officers and and governing structures. They wished to know who would have the main offices, you know, the posts of honor and the prophet. Now, if you read the Gospels, this topic seems to have been a frequent subject of discussion and even argument among the disciples. In Mark chapter 9, it tells us that they had a dispute on the subject while they traveled. Jesus later inquired of them what they were arguing about, but they they kept silent because they were ashamed of what they had been arguing about. In Luke chapter 9, it says that Jesus perceived the thought of their heart, an act implying omniscience in the part of Jesus. Now, here in Matthew, 
the disciples realized that Jesus already knew the subject of their dispute, and so they requested Jesus to decide it. Now, the manner in which Jesus answers them was unique. He does not reprimand them directly, nor dismiss their inquiry. Rather, he uses a child as a metaphor of the attitude we need to have if we want to experience the kingdom of God. The text says that first, Jesus called a little child to him. The term little child does not mean a baby in arms, nor someone in their early teens. This term meant an infant, perhaps five, six, or seven, maybe even eight years old. It means that in the audience, there were children present. As we read elsewhere in Matthew, parents liked to bring their children to be blessed by Jesus. It also means that children who were not afraid of Jesus, children of that age are drawn to certain people and are afraid of other people. If Jesus was a, a serious, angry-looking rabbi, no child would approach him. But this child seems to have happily gone to Jesus. This child would also not be like your average six or seven year old of today. A child of six or seven years old today will already have had a few years of preschool and started primary school, would have been exposed to much through social media and would already be knowledgeable of many things. Children today are exposed to so much information, both good and bad, that parents have to constantly be on the watch to make sure their children are protected from evil and protected from losing their innocence. But a child of that age in the first century would be indeed an innocent child. Any learning they had would have been received at home from their parents. Jesus then says, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says that if you don't become like little children, you will not enter, you will not experience the kingdom of God. To become like little children does not mean to revert back to childhood, nor does it mean to become childish. There is a difference between being childlike and being childish. Childish commonly means silly or immature. This adjective usually, but not always, points to unfavorable qualities. Now, childlike means trusting or innocent, and it generally refers to the more positive or favorable qualities of a child. It is a sad fact that as we grow up, we leave childhood behind, but we do not always leave childishness behind. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. 
Now, are these words of Paul against what Jesus said? Not at all. Jesus tells us to become childlike. And Paul warns us against becoming childish as we grow up. As I said, it is a sad fact that we do not always leave our childishness behind as we grow up and grow older. I know this from what I see around me (laughs) and even from where I find myself sometimes. You see, I am not being childlike when I refuse to forgive someone. I'm being childish. I do not become like a child in the sense that Jesus intended when I rage because things don't go my way. Rather, I display childishness. When I avoid the responsibilities that are part of growing up, I don't cling to my childhood. I cling to childishness. Yeah. So, what does it mean to be childlike then? What characteristics of a little child give us a picture of a believer in the kingdom of heaven? Let's look at just a few. Innocence. When they are born, babies and little children do not know how to do wrong. Adults, on the other hand, they invent new ways of sinning. Children are innocent. Simplicity. We make life so complicated, it need not be so. What about the power of wonder? It is wonderful to watch children as they discover the beauties of the world, new animals, sunsets, and night skies. Too many grown-ups miss out on these exciting wonders. What about the power to forgive and forget? Grown-ups, they keep grudges. Children don't. They can be fighting one minute and best friends the next. Obedience. A child is expected to be obedient. Parents expect their child to obey immediately without fussing or complaining. Adults have a lot to learn from little children about how to obey God. Enjoyment. Children enjoy the simplest things in life. Enthusiasm. Whatever they do, children do it with all their energy and the parents struggle to keep up, right? What about trust? Children trust their parents to meet their needs. Children cannot provide their own food, clothing, and shelter, so they rely on their parents for these things. Children haven't lost their ability to trust Do you remember as a child leaping into your father's arms and knowing that he wouldn't drop you? Allowing someone to grab your arms and swing you around knowing they wouldn't let you go. Never once did you think, I wonder what would happen if dad let me fall or if he let me go when you were spinning me and I went flying into a wall. Children are curious and they like to take risks. They have lots of courage. They venture out into a world that is immense and dangerous and trust their parents to take care of them. I wonder if we trust our Heavenly Father as much as children trust their earthly father, or for that matter, as much as children trust their Heavenly Father. We can look at many more characteristics of little children, but Jesus gives the explanation of what he means right there in the text. Jesus mentions humility. 
Jesus says we should become humble like this child. I would suggest that humility is exemplified more in recognize we don't yet have all the answers rather than being absolutely certain that we do. Children normally want to learn more. They don't believe they know everything and so they ask questions. As a parent, you may be familiar with the ongoing why question. Children have a healthy dose of skepticism out of a bolting desire to find truth. Children display humility in how they interact with each other, no matter what background or beliefs they come from. You don't normally see children breaking up a friendship over a theological disagreement or because they come from different social status. They have an ability to laugh and to love, which to most grown-ups are just a distant memory of a childhood long forgotten. So, what does Jesus teach us in this text? First of all, he says, be converted. The word converted means changed or turned. The verb means to change or turn from one habit of life or set of opinions to another. In this context, the phrase, unless you are converted in verse 3, does not imply necessarily that they were not Christians before or had not been born again. It means that their opinions and feelings about the kingdom of the Messiah must be changed. You see, they suppose Jesus would have his great officers of state as other monarchs had, and they would ambitiously inquire as to who would have the highest positions, the highest offices. So Jesus told them that they were wrong in their views and expectations. No such things would take place. They must turn away, be converted from such thoughts, turn away from such opinions. They must be changed or converted, or they could have no part in his kingdom. Their ideas did not fit at all the nature of his kingdom. Perhaps some of us today must change the way we think about the kingdom of God as well. There are many Christians today who think that their task is to create a Christian environment by force be it a city or a country or even dream of changing the world. Yes, we should plan and strive to be a Christian influence in our society as much as we can, but not have the notion that the kingdom of God is here and now in full force. No, it is not about a physical earthly kingdom, at least not for now. It is now a spiritual kingdom in people's hearts. It's God governing His people from within. Yes, the day is coming when Jesus will have His earthly kingdom. He will sit in Jerusalem and from there He will rule the world. We will rule and reign with Him, but we will not be fighting for positions like the disciples were. Whatever we will be tasked to do, we will do it willingly and humbly, and there will truly be justice and peace 
in the world. Then Jesus says, become as little children. To a large extent, children are free from ambition and pride. They tend to be humble and teachable. By requiring his disciples to be like them, Jesus intended them to have those aspects in their lives. As we have mentioned before, they must lay aside their ambitious views and their pride and be willing to have the attitude and heart of a servant. In Mark's account of this event, in Mark 9.35, he says that before Jesus called a child, he said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be lost of all and servant of all. And today, we should examine our hearts, our deepest intentions. Is there pride? and selfish ambition that is driving us? Or are we striving to serve humbly? To think of ourselves as God indicates in His Word is humility. And it cannot be degrading to think of ourselves as we are. But pride or an attempt to be thought of more importance than we are is foolish. It is wicked and degrading. Then Jesus said, receive those who follow me. In verse 5 of our text, Jesus said, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. One little child like this, that is one with a spirit like this child. One who is humble and meek. One that is a real Christian. Therefore, whoever receives a person who is a true follower of Jesus with a humble spirit, who who loves that person because they have the spirit of Christ in them, when you do that, you are loving Jesus also. You are receiving Jesus also. The word receive in this verse means to approve, to love, or to treat with kindness and to aid in the time of need. But then Jesus also says, don't hurt those who follow me. Verse 6 of our text contains a stern warning. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Hmm. You know by now that when Jesus is referring to these little ones, he is not only referring to innocent children, but to those who follow him in humility and obedience. So, the warning here, For anyone who would cause a follower of Christ to fall, to sin, or who would in some way hinder their service to God or interfere with a life of faith. It is a stern warning. Jesus here says it would be better for that person to have died than to have caused a follower of Christ to fall or to suffer because of their faith. 
to injure a follower of Christ or to cause them to sin or be regarded by Christ as a most serious offense and will be punished accordingly. Hmm. Wow, what a warning. We are surrounded these days by a society which often ridicules and undermines those who would humbly and simply follow the Lord. They will not go unpunished. Pray that they would repent before it is too late. There are those who abuse the goodwill and humility of Christ's followers. Unfortunately, even among believers, we find those who use the brotherhood to manipulate those with a servant heart and treat them unfairly. They will not go unpunished. Pray that they would repent before it is too late. There are whole nations where Christians are persecuted and tortured for their faith, some paying the ultimate price. Those Christians will one day rule and reign with Jesus in their resurrected bodies, but those who persecute them will not go unpunished. Pray that they would repent and turn to Jesus before it is too late. Perhaps you who are watching, You are a sympathizer of Christianity. But you think that following Jesus is is senseless and, and for the weak. That it is childish. No, it is not childish. But it is childlike. I wish you would put your full trust in Jesus who died in your place to pay the price for your sins before a righteous God. There was nothing childish about Jesus. Yes, he had a childlike relationship with his father and he modeled that relationship to us so we too may have a heavenly father and be children of God. It is childlike, but not childish. I wish you would put your trust in Jesus like a child trusts his father. Our heavenly father will never disappoint us. He is waiting for you too. And now we are going to celebrate the fact that we can have this childlike relationship with our father and with our older brother, Jesus. Jesus made it possible by giving his life on our behalf at the cross. He died for our sins and he was buried. But on the third day, he rose from the dead, never to die again. He is alive today and He reigns in our hearts. As we share communion today, won't you examine your heart? And if life or the world has hardened your heart and you have lost that childlike faith and wonder for God, come to Him today. Confess that. And ask Him to help you become like a child in His presence again. Let the Lord embrace you with His love and compassion. Perhaps let the Lord rekindle that first love in your heart. Let us come 
into his presence in communion now. Let's take our bread and let us pray. Father, Father, we come to you in a childlike way today. Thank you for reminding us that you are a truly wonderful Father and reminding us to trust you like a little child, trust his parents. We thank you for this bread, Lord, reminding us of the broken body of Jesus who paid the ultimate price so that we could call you Abba, Father. We receive this bread with gratitude and we thank you for your love for us. Amen. Take and eat and be blessed as you do. Father, we thank you for the fruit of the vine, reminding us of the blood of Jesus poured to take away all our sins so that now we could come before God as his children, nothing separating us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you today like children, knowing that we are loved and accepted by you. Amen. Enjoy the cup of blessing and let the love of Father God fill you. Respond to that love in a childlike way. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Think about this message. Think about how you are relating to God. Think of this past week. How many times did you truly trust God in a childlike way? Or how many times allowed your fears to get in the way of your trust before God? May this new week, as we go into this new week, may you have that childlike faith and trust in God, knowing that our older brother modeled it for us, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with you. So enjoy a week of fellowship with Father God. The Lord bless you, and we'll see you again next Sunday. Amen.